Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Hayden and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Thursday morning. You'll, you'll get used to that. You're wondering who I'm talking to. We'll get to that in just a minute. I want to thank our guys, for, uh, thank everybody for listening. We appreciate you guys checking us out at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcast. We've been having a great run this fall, and we want to keep that going. I think today's podcast is going to help us uh, in that endeavor. Absolutely. I want to thank all you guys for listening, especially the servicemen and women out there who protect us. We want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream, Starkville's first and best and only, and the only place you're going for coffee. Don't let me catch you at another coffee place, Joel. Joel. Don't let me catch you. Why are you looking at me? Buddy, I'm You just know a, where I'm going later this afternoon. I know, that's true. So check them out over there on Highway 12 and Spring Street, and they're always taking care of us. You've seen the video by now, and if you haven't, well, that, that's your own fault. But joining us here at the Super Talk Studios here in Starville, what title do you want? The GOAT? The Mayor? What do you want to be called? Jake Mangum is here with us today. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Jake. We'll go with Jake. All right, Jake. Thank I told, you. I told Jake as he got out of the truck out there, mm-hmm. there are two entities in this world mm-hmm. that make me remove my Braves hat. <laughs> God on Sunday yeah. when I go to church. And Jake Mangum. And Jake Mangum when he joins us here in the Super Talks. That's, that's, that's smart business on well, your part. Well, the Omaha hat fits you really, really well. Well, yeah. I, I, I thought you might appreciate that. That's why I I'll, broke it out today. I'll have to get you some blue and orange uh, Met colors soon. I, now, what people don't know is I have a deal with Jake. Okay. When he gets called up to the show, I'm keeping the Braves hat on, but mm-hmm. I will buy Jake Mangum Mets shirts. Yes, you will. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's very fair. All right, Jake. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to talk. We tried to tell you guys in the rumblings to ask about baseball. This was why I knew that if we said, "Hey, Jake Mangum's going to be on the show," it would be ne- we wouldn't get to the Tennessee game. Joel and I would be stuck here answering questions with Jake. He couldn't leave. We would have that many. But that said, we're going to get to those close questions in just a bit. But we do want to talk to Jake first and foremost. Last time Joel and I saw you, at least I don't know about Joel, but for me, was in the locker room in Omaha. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't want to don't want to delve too deep into a sore subject there, but. How quick did you have to transition between that moment and then I've got to get to, to Brooklyn? Okay, well, it, that is actually what's crazy about the transition year to college to professional baseball. So, I, you know, when, I, when we last saw each other in the locker room, um, the next day we got on a plane to fly back to Starville. As I'm boarding the plane, the Mets give me a call and say, hey, we need you in uh, Florida tomorrow to sign your contract wow. at the spring training facility. Uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. So I was like, all right, uh, landing in Starville that day. Uh, the next day I'm in, on a flight to Florida. Signed my contract, and uh, they said, hey, you're going to Brooklyn, a short season uh, advanced rookie, uh, rookie ball level. And then sure enough, two days later, I'm, I got a bat in my hand, a wood bat, and I'm playing. It's a quick turnover, but uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Had a, had a good time. And just from, you know, you said mentioned the wood bat, you're hitting. You're telling me basically you were hitting with an aluminum bat five days before, three four days before, mm-hmm. and now you're in a wood bat. That seems like a far more difficult transition than Man, yeah. college to pro. It, it's a culture shock almost. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm born and raised Mississippi. Uh, went to college here in Mississippi, and so you know, you, you play in the College World Series, and there was thirty thousand people at our last game, uh, a million people watching. <laughs> Three days later, I'm in uh, Brooklyn, New York, completely different environment. Uh, the stadium's empty, uh, minor league baseball. No one's really watching it on TV, but actually a lot of Mississippi State fans yeah. tuned in. So that Remember was that. actually really cool. Thank you, Bulldog Nation, for that. <laughs> Ratings boost. Yeah, you know, the, the, the radio guys 
came up to me and they said, yeah, the, 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 there's a huge boost on, uh, on your debut. And that, that was really cool. You got a hit too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, first game, got a hit and, uh, you know, didn't get many more at the start. But I had a really rough start. First 20 games, I was hitting like 200. So it was a, it was, it was a change, man. It, it took a while to get used to, but, uh, you know, I, I got things rolling. And for a guy who didn't have a ton of adversity in terms of, you know, getting hits at, at, at the college level, that had to be – how did you get through that? Well, you know, um, this uh, two times in college where I really, really struggled, I'd say. Uh, sophomore year, whenever I was playing hurt, um, you know, playing with one hand, only hitting left-handed, was, uh, I, I was, uh, that was tough. And then senior year, I just, like, just baseball just slapped me in the face, you know. I, was, uh, I started the year off this senior year for state hitting, like, 315 for a good while. And then by the time we left Ole Miss, which was, like, week nine of – we're going into last week of SEC. Last week of the regular season, I got my average up to, like, 400. So I was like, all right, you know, this, this, is, this is cool. You know, I might have another, you know, average year, like um, – batting average year, like freshman year. Then baseball slapped me in the face, and I went on a four for forty-four stretch. Yeah. We all, you know, I'm sure a lot of people remember that. That was that was that was crazy. <laughs> that was man. quite the topic on this podcast. Dude, like, I, I he'll was, come out of it I eventually, was, but when? I was seeing the ball well, swinging it well. Everything felt great. I just, dude, I couldn't buy a hit. I couldn't buy a hit. And uh, finally, you know, I mean, it got to the point where people buy uh, Jalen Stone buys me a bucket of chicken. Uh, our <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, just people trying everything, man. Like, like just coming up to me out of the blue, like, Wait, what do you need? But anyways, yeah, you know, I, I had two um, two long stretches where you know struggle, you know, adversity, I guess you could say. You know, that's not really adversity, but you know, just I struggled, and those two moments definitely helped me in pro ball. Whenever I started off those first twenty games in pro ball, brutal. But I got hot, um, you know, average raised, raised up pretty good, and I, I thought I had a solid first year, a, a good first year of pro ball. I want to rewind you a good bit here, mm-hmm. back to the high school days, because growing up in your house, when Alabama played Mississippi State, I'm going to imagine you were saying Roll Tide, right? You, I you was. Got, you got the dad that's the, the, the former player, you got... You got Alabama gear all in the house. I, yeah. I, I, not that you're not the goat at Mississippi State. You will forever be <laughs> the goat. But I don't know that it's that enough people probably realize that you were awful close to Dude, going I, to Tuscaloosa. I committed to Alabama. Yeah. yeah, and you don't see a lot of flips in college baseball. You don't. You don't. College baseball, you don't decommit. It's kind of like an unwritten rule. But you know, I, I still feel bad about that. But you know it. Everything happens for a reason, and uh, you know, and God definitely wanted me at Mississippi State. Uh, I, and that was a big reason why I decommitted from Alabama. You know, I prayed a lot about it, and a lot of just, I guess you could say, signs. A lot of signs pointed, you know, to Starville. But yeah, you know, I grew up in Alabama, no doubt about it. I, I didn't really watch Alabama baseball though. Like, yeah. if, I, if I watched college baseball, I was watching, you know, Ron Polk. You know, I, I remember the Clemson weekend. You know, uh, it just. A lot of moments stick out with Ron Polk, and I'm thankful I got to play for him uh, summer 17, which was just awesome, man. He's he's you know he's a plus, but yeah, I grew up Alabama, uh, but man, you know I ended up in Starkville, and uh, now I'm, now I'm all maroon. What was that process like to decide? You know, because like you said, in college baseball it's a little bit unusual for it, that to happen. Crazy. But how did you go from I am committed to Alabama to uh, I think I'll, I'll just stick in my home state? It, 
it's 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 weird because college baseball recruiting is just it's it's a different animal. And, and one day I'm going to get into coaching. Whenever pro ball is over, I'll get into. That was a question I was going to have. Yeah, I want to I want to coach college baseball whenever um, my professional career is over, which is hopefully in a long, long time. And you're going to look like that face app thing that you oh, tweeted God, back. That's, that's going to be terrifying. you. I haven't seen that. I need to go back and look for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was scary, but. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, the the baseball recruiting is just a different beast. I mean, you get kids getting offers in seventh eighth grade, and in my position, my dad went to Alabama, played football eighty six to eighty nine. Um, yeah, my first baseball, my first scholarship was to Alabama. You know, um, they offered me, and it was like a dream come true. Like you know, I had college base, like SEC. I get to play SEC college baseball. Are you kidding me? And it was just. And at that time, when I got all my, I, I got three three offers: Bama, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. And after that, I shut down recruiting. Uh, I just shut it down because I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere else other other than, you know, ideally Bama or State. And um, at the time, I had seven high school varsity at bats. My ninth grade year, I had seven at high school at bats. I went two for seven on the year, and the only reason I hit those seven at-bats was because I was the closer. At Jackson Prep, 7th through ninth grade is junior high, 10th through 12th senior high. Right. So I'm in ninth grade, junior high, playing up on the varsity team, but my role was the closer. I came in in the seventh inning, the last inning in high school, and, and closed the game out. But for some reason, if the pitcher spot came up whenever I came in, that's when I hit. So I was like, I had seven at-bats, but I only had seven at-bats because I was pitching and they didn't have anyone else to hit. Yeah. Right. You weren't in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I knew I was, a, I was an outfielder, you know. And uh, sure enough, but uh, I waited my time there. And uh, so I had three SEC offers as an outfielder, primarily secondary pitcher with seven varsity at-bats. You know, but but I was hitting you know pretty top tier. Uh, and you're playing summer league and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that I, I was playing you know really difficult summer ball. Yeah, doing coaches well. aren't just looking at the oh, that's yeah, seven damn good saying, at bats there. I tell you what, <laughs> he's, just, he's seeing the ball well. Yeah. So I, what I'm trying to say is, man, like it, it's 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 crazy how early it is. Yeah. Like, you were making this decision about Alabama when you were 13, 14, something like I was, that. I was making this decision when I had my permit, you know? Yeah. So, like, I didn't even have my license. I had to drive with a with a Like parent. 2011 yeah. or something like that? I don't even know what year. I mean, College John, John Cohen hasn't insane. even had a, a winning season as a head coach at Mississippi State, probably, when you're you know, getting this offer. Mm. I, can't, I can't remember, uh, but it was – man, it was – I think it was 2011. Uh, 11 or 12. Yeah, it's it got to be because you're a freshman in 16. Because so. I, I decommitted from Alabama after my sophomore year. So my whole entire sophomore year of high school, I was, I was committed to Bama. And um, took a lot of trips to Starville to, uh, to stay with my cousin who went to school here. And he's a big reason why I did come to Mississippi State. Yeah. But, and then and I, I finally got up to some games up here in the springtime. And, man, I fell in love with it. If you don't come to – you know, if, if you visit a game in, on the weekend in the spring – and you don't come here, in my opinion, I just think that you're just – your only concern is like, man, I might not play here. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no reason not to come here. I mean, this – you know, you, you go to other schools that don't have this fan base, and it's just – it's a different environment. And it's it, it was, you know, best decision I ever made. Kind of sounds like a similar deal to your boy, Elijah McNamee, you know, oh, coming yeah. over from Texas, a big Texas guy, A&M you guy, and then he, he comes and visits. And I tell you what, he, he was an A&M. You're right. But uh, – uh, 2016, we sweep Arkansas to win the SEC. Yeah. 
And uh, after we did that, right after the game, we're outside the locker room. Mac, uh, he's out there, and I was like, "Look, man, like you just saw what that that environment was like." And I told him, "I'd ask him. You can ask him. He's, we still talk about it." Uh, I told him, "I was like, dude, come be a part of something special. You will regret it every day of your life if you don't come here." Next day, he committed. And uh, he'll tell you that story today. And uh, it's, it's just crazy how things work out, man. Every- I'd, say, I'd say it worked out pretty well for both you guys. Everything happens for a reason, man. And uh, and it did. And, uh, and, you know, definitely wouldn't have had two Omaha trips if he doesn't come to state. I can tell you that. Um, you know, it took everybody. But, you know, we all know his big hit. That, I was going to ask you about, you know, the big hits. First off, I'm sorry. We're going to have to go with Big Hit Mac for this one. I know That's it hurts your, hurts your feelings over there. He tried to make him Big Hack Mac. I mean, it just rolls off the tongue a little better, I thought. But hey. no, I'd see it. I oh, mean, he likes I, it. I, I, I mean, you call him whatever you want. If he can't I mean, as long as he got those hits, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, I guess it's the top of the ninth or the bottom of the ninth. Well, which w- game? where are we at? The, There's the, a lot of big the, hits. The Stanford game. Oh, Stanford. That okay. is the top of the ninth. That was top of top nine. Of nine. Yeah, because okay. they were visiting team. They were visiting that team. Day. So you let off that inning. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody in the stadium was like, Mangum's going to get a hit here. There's no way this is last at bat. He's going to get a hit here. First pitch, oppo, six hole. <laughs> I, I, I get a feel I could do that a, a bunch with a bunch of games. But when Magnamy comes up, no, I hit, sure. But to do what he did, I want you to take me through that. Dude, that because I'll tell you, in the, in the press box, it was, that did not just bleep and happen. <laughs> Dude, it... There was some higher power to that, man. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just. It. I, I was speechless. First off, I kind of like I am right now when I think about it. But everyone asks, like, what's your favorite baseball moment? It has to be that. Yeah. I mean, look, Vanderbilt's uh, twenty eighteen was cool. Yeah. But dude, like that. That was one of a kind. And and the crazy thing is, uh, so I'm jogging. Or uh, bottom of the bottom of the eighth, get three outs. I'm jogging in. My like, damn, like this is my. Yeah, this is it. So you're aware of that moment, like this is my last. Oh event. my gosh, I was milking it, man. I was, I was I'm in like a like a ten percent jog in from the outfield, like looking around, like they really love like, me. I'm um, looking around, like oh, I'm really gonna miss this so much. Like oh, I need another fifth year. But um, so I, I get in the dugout, and everything's so sped up. Like I'm just in. Uh, I'm in. I, I and I'm I'm weird, you know. Like if I get locked in, like. I'm, I'm just it's hard for me to even talk when I get locked in uh, <laughs> a couple of the coaches called it mutant mode but I don't know uh, so the walk up song comes on your love comes on and at this point I put my batting gloves on at the bat rack and like I just like everything stopped like it was just like I'm, that whole like locked in mode went away and it was yeah. like I was just in like this like happy state just smiling just like oh okay okay calm down this is this is cool yeah I'm on deck and I'm just smiling looking around walk up songs playing everybody's like singing along to it which yeah. is always the coolest thing and uh, Gotro man like you know we're still three outs away from Omaha Gotro like uh, loser Mango lock in let's go this game's not over and I was like I was like <laughs> I'm the <laughs> Oh, he'll tell you the story too. It's so funny. I love that man. But uh, he he look and I look over at him and I'm just like, hey man, enjoy this. Yeah, just, enjoy, just we got this. Yeah. Enjoy it. And uh, sure enough, man, get the hit. Uh, so cool. And uh, I'm on third base. Mac walks up. Walk up song comes on. Yeah, which is illegal, you know, for uh, super regionals. Right. 
crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, this might call time. I think was there a pitching change. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there was yeah. enough to that playing the song made sense at that moment. Yeah, maybe but, they just know. maybe they just hit random and God just played it. Yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. had to. They have. hit shuffle. Play, had yeah. to have. You know, because if you earn the right to host a super regional, well, you know, you, you shouldn't be allowed to play your your, your music. <laughs> it makes total sense. Yeah. But, Anyways, just play everybody's music. So yeah, they call time. You're right. I go up to Mac from third, and I'm jogging in there. Lamonis and uh, and Gotro were ta- telling him about you know the situation, scouting report, all that stuff. And I just walk into Mac and I say, dude, slow down. Walk slow to the plate. Soak it up. This is the last time you ever get to do this, and for the rest of your life. So just enjoy it. And he's he, he was sped up. He won't. He, he, and if you ask him, he'll say, no, nah, I was all chill. But he's like, just enjoy it, man. Sure enough, he has a long at bat, three two, pow. Yeah, and just everyone, everyone. And that was one you knew was gone right off the bat. Too. There wasn't any question. There's a picture of me. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. There's a picture of me jogging him from third. My hands are up, and the crowd behind, like every single person in the stadium's arms were up in the air. Yeah. And it, it was just a surreal feeling, man. It was everyone was there locked in, and, and that was that was just so cool. We're, we're not supposed to cheer in the press box. That's no, as I, close as I've ever come. There, there, there have been a few uh, goosebump moments. Yeah. That was a goosebump and I, I mean, I, that's what I said. I, as soon as the ball – as soon as I hear the sound, I was like, are you kidding me? And and the best part was was the week you had, you know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they didn't get drafted, and it was just so much. And that's why – Just a really rough If I could go back and, like, you know, smack somebody, that umpire, I just want to, like – Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I, and that's I'm, not even being a, a state person. That's just like I'm sure. Luckily, a moment happened. I'm sure in the moment he didn't realize, but I'm sure you know if he could go back, he wouldn't do that. So I, you can't fault him. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. That was tough. You, that was tough. You were probably one of the few college athletes in America who played for four different head coaches. I want you to tell me something positive you took from each of them. Took from each of them, you know. Um, yeah, well, every time you know someone asks me that question, I always have to like think about it. like four head coaches in four years. It doesn't really seem like that because we had success. Every right? Year. It's not like you were having bottoming out and I losing mean, every junior year. senior year. We go to Omaha. Freshman year we didn't go to Omaha, but we had eleven players drafted and won an SEC championship. The only one since what eighty five, eighty five, ninety, nine, eighty nine, eighty nine, eighty nine, and in sophomore year, you know, we 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 were so hurt, you know, yeah. we had so many Tommy Johns that your boy was the Sunday starter, yeah, <laughs> and that's not good, you know. I'm not like oh, when I'm when and, I'm and, pitching on Sundays, you know, it's not looking good for the dogs. And here we go with a hand that you hurt sliding uh, into third in quotation marks, punching a wall, celebrating for sure. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Walls undefeated. It doesn't lose. We, we, we got through the we got through the one mystery. So, yeah. what's something you got from Cohen? What's something that you okay, you, um, you still do think about baseball? What, what's what do you think of? First off, Coach Cohen believed in me in high school, and for that, I'll forever be grateful for him. And um, you know, Coach Cohen liked me a lot um, because I was a guy that put the ball in play and didn't strike out. And what I learned through four years that Coach Cohen already knew was the fact that if you put the ball in play in college baseball, good things are going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and avoid hitting uh, lazy pot flies. And that's what I specialize in, putting the ball in play, avoiding pot flies. And, uh, and, and Coach Cohen, uh, he, he, he really took a liking to that. And, and Coach Cohen, you know, he, I love playing for him because if, if you gave it all, all you had, you gave 100% effort. You were really gonna like him, you yeah. know, and uh, and he's really gonna like you, and that's all he asked for. He asked, he asked for your 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 full effort, and if you do yeah. that, you'll have n- zero problems with him. 
and he's a great dude that loves baseball. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, I don't guess, as we walk through your career here, there's going to be no, you know, dodging what happened in 2017 and into 2018. You know, they're they're, they're with Andy. Um, 2017, like you mentioned, all those darn injuries, and you all make it through. I guess, you know, what what stands out to you about that year? I know you just mentioned it a little bit there, but to to that year with Andy, what was that? Just kind of walk us through that year and, and the obstacles that you overcome, and then we'll get to we'll get to the following spring after that. Well, my sophomore year, twenty seventeen, the the cool. Well, first of all, I guess you got to look in the bad first. The, the the bad part about it was how much talent we had that couldn't play. Yeah. So many Tommy Johns, you know, just because it's baseball. I mean, you can't avoid, you know, arm injuries if you're a pitcher. It's, it's, you know, throwing a baseball is not, you know, a natural thing for the human body, especially at 90 to 95 miles per hour. Like, it's just not – your body's not supposed to do that. And anyways, you know, I, I guess the thing that stands out the most is it took us a while to figure out our lineup that year. Um, Cody Brown finally found his way in the lineup. And all right, I'll, I'll say this right now: Cody Brown, ball player, man, <laughs> is in my opinion, I'd say the most. If if you're given like an all Mississippi State team, not not off of sheer like stats, Cody Brown's very high on my list. Wow. He he is a. What he meant for Mississippi State was so much more than what he's credited for, in my opinion. And he found his way in the lineup as a, as a fifth-year senior and, and just ran with it. You know, if we didn't have him that year, we, we wouldn't have been that good. And, of course, the Triple Crown year, Brent Rooker. Yeah. When you got a guy putting up numbers like that, it's, it's you know, it, you're going to win some ball games just off of that. Yeah. But, man, it, it was one of those things, like – Obviously, we took the field every every weekend. You know, you know, we're some bulldogs. You know, like we're going to win every single game. But in reality, we kept winning. We were four zero against Ole Miss that year. Uh, we we won some big series. Won a series at South Carolina. Like you name it. Like it was just like, dude, we just keep winning. And I remember one. Uh, we won a series on Sunday, and we're running through like the good game line with the team. Ricker looks at me and just screams, "What are we doing?" Like, <laughs> What are we doing? Like, it was just—it was just like every weekend you look up and be like, "Wow, we just won that series," you know. And me, Luke Alexander, and Hunter Stovall all had broken hands. Three of our nine hitters in the lineup were hitting with one hand. We had, however many Tommy Johns, outfielder. Your starting Sunday pitcher. It, it was just it was it was comical yeah. that we kept winning, and yeah. then and then the uh, Southern Miss um, regional we just got hot and made it to a super regional, and we had LSU game one, had LSU, and if you win if you win game one in a super regional, you're almost set there. It's, yeah, it's it's just like hey man, just, just mess around and win one more, and you're in Omaha. So, yeah. I mean, it was just a crazy year, man. With all those injuries, we we somehow just we pulled together, and I, and I, I credit it to just leadership, man. We had so many guys in that team that we, you would consider captains on any other team. So it was just like one big locker room of dudes just bought in to each other and bought into winning. You know, we took the field thinking we're going to win every game, and then that's what we and we, you know, we had a really really good year. Now that said, you talked about that leadership that would come in handy, um, not long after this. 
externally in 2017 after you all did what you did with all those dead gum injuries like no one would have foreseen that externally I, I, i'm assuming brian probably felt the same way and you can correct me if i if you didn't but i, I was thinking andy canazaro if he can do that with this he's yeah. about to do humongous things you you, and, you had the feeling that he was going to be a legacy kind of coach because you're like, this is year one with those kind of injuries. Once he gets his recruits in and everything, this is going to take off. Internally, were there cracks starting to show already? Or, or just you can go as far into this as you're comfortable or not into it at all or whatever. Um, just, I, I guess, from that moment, the end of that season until the end of the weekend, opening weekend in Hattiesburg the next year, just what was that like? Like, what, what, what? For as much as you want to talk about it, or, or as little as you want to talk about, it, well, how did you all handle that? I'd say the best place to start was, um, you know, I go to I go to Hyannis, Massachusetts. To uh, I actually played with Ron Polk that summer, okay. right after sophomore year, uh, summer seventeen. So I, I do want to th- I do want to say that you know that that was a really really cool year for me, um, getting able to play for a guy, a guy like Ron Polk, who is. You know, one of the best guys uh, college baseball has ever had. Uh, he's the godfather of SEC baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I get back to school in August, junior year. You could have asked anybody, this is my last year. Yeah, I did a story if, after if, that year if, on you. If you asked me, I was like, yeah, this is my yeah. last year. So first two years, old ballpark, which was amazing. Junior year, we're, in, we're inside every day. So, Coach Canizero is with us that fall. We're practicing in the Palmero Center and the intramural softball fields here on campus. It, it was a hectic fall, man. And uh, we knew we had the talent to win. We knew we had the talent to go to Omaha. We just hadn't gotten over that hill yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the, oh, got to get to Omaha. Got to get to Omaha. Last year, not I'm not going to end my college career not going to Omaha. And, you know, all fall, we're like, man, we're really good. And, and, I, and I could see it, you know. Uh, I, I 100% thought that that was the team to go to Omaha. We all did. You know, we had a couple of freshmen we had to rely on, and, and you know, thank God that they, they, they turned out. And you ended up did. being right, but you had to take a hell of a road to get there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think a couple of things. Uh, we started that year off, and, and this goes back to how I said, everything happens for a reason. And Coach Canizero, he, he was a – he was a great guy, you know. I I really I really enjoyed his company and enjoyed playing for him. You know, uh, you know everyone did. Uh, you know, we we liked it. Um, and then sure enough, you know, after that opening weekend at Southern Miss, we just get punched in the face. You know, that, that was that was one of the low points of you know uh, of a point in my college career as a team that, that we ever had. Next day, that Monday. Uh, you know, we find out that Coach Canizero is no longer head coach. Tuesday morning at 7.15, I believe the meeting was, uh, Coach Henderson's standing in front of us, and and we formed an identity that morning. Um, I think the one thing that team missed was with all that hectic, uh, no baseball field, uh, new stadium, uh, all this stuff going on, we kind of toned it in right there. It was like, all right. I'm not going to end my college career like this. I'm not going out like this. And 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 it was, and when I say I, I I do mean that in I because baseball. Coach Canizero had a really good point. Our, our hitting philosophy sophomore year was that baseball is an individualized sport with a team aspect, and he's right. He, he was 100 percent right because if if I go five for five, selfishly, 
it helps the team win. Yeah. So when I say I'm not going out like this, I do mean that. That's how we all were. And we all kind of came in together at that point. It was like, look, guys, I don't want to go out like this. You don't want to go out like this. So we're not going to go out like this. And uh, it was we all we got, we all we need. And, man, that was true. Uh, Coach Henderson did an unbelievable job of just just steadying the ship. And, and, it, and it was really, really cool to see. That team overachieved 1,000% because everyone left us to dry when we're 0-3 heading to Jackson State later that day. Um, and it's crazy because that year with all that stuff going on, we had the longest road schedule ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big reason why we ended up winning. You get a guy, you get a group of guys, eighteen to twenty-two years old. It's almost like a minor league aspect. To it, it was. It was. You were on the bus all the time. Yeah, because that Tuesday, uh, the Tuesday morning, the morning after uh, we got Henderson was named the head coach, we leave for a two-week road trip or two and a half-week road trip, and and we need. We needed that. You know, we're in these we're in these small hotels with these group of guys, a small bus, and we came together, man. You know, it was like we're not going out like this. Mm-hmm. And then we end up being two and seven in conference, fourteen and fifteen overall. Like, dude, what are we gonna do? We're three weeks into SEC play. What are we about to do? And then Ole Miss came to town that weekend, and that was the turning point. The slump busters, right? Oh, well, you can call it whatever you want, but the, but that <laughs> but that. That weekend was a turning point. Yeah. So that that Saturday, because the Friday game was rained out, right? You played a Saturday. Friday game was rained out. Saturday, yeah. So doubleheader. Saturday morning in the freezing, freaking cold. It was dude. really cold. And Saturday, freezing. Yeah, we were at football that morning when that game started. We killed them game one, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's the thing. We're sitting there, you know, we're paying attention to football, but you know, we're reading Twitter, and I, somebody was over at baseball, and I'm, and I just remember reading it. I was like, oh, they're up like three nothing or something, and it's like. And it was all like, "Who's Ole Miss is up? No, no, State's up three nothing." Like, oh, and then the next time, it's eight nothing. Something's going on over there. And we get over there, and you, know, you lost game two. You lost the second game with a doubleheader, and then came back on Sunday with with Luke Alexander, uh, uh, as he would want to do, walking it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that Sunday game was the was the start of the Nickelback Sunday. Yeah, baby. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Nickelback Sunday had been a thing since uh, freshman year. Uh-huh. Nickelback Sunday, right? But it turned Cred- into- credit Noah Hughes. Uh, but that that Sunday, it turned into Nickel Black Sunday. Nickel Black Sunday, because the blacks came out that day, yeah. all blacks. Yeah, yeah. I went five for five that game. Luke Alexander hits a walk off. I forgot who closed that game out, uh, or no, no, who pitched that game. I can't remember, but can't either. But I tell you what, though, that if only we had a device, Joel. <laughs> Because that, that that was a crazy game, man. It, it was unbelievable. And then you sweep and, Arkansas, and at that point, it was like, you know what? Screw it. Let, let's just let, let's run the table. Yeah. And we sweep the number one team in the country, Arkansas. Sweep Florida. It. We go into the Florida series last weekend. Hey, y'all got to win two games to get in. Yeah. Nah, screw it. We're we're, we're going to win all three. We're just going to sweep them. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, what is going on again? <laughs> And we just kept winning, man. And then, uh, and then that regional, you know, we get just blown out of the water by an Oklahoma team that was yeah. missing arguably their their two best players. Yeah. So I was like, great. And just got beat by a football score, twenty to ten. Um, 
just for the record, Billingsley started that game. Billingsley, but yeah. Blake Smith got the win. Big game, JV man. Billingsley always came came through in the clutch. Sophomore year, go back to uh, sophomore year regional Southern yeah. Miss. He yeah. pitched a com- his first complete game, which was yeah. the reason why we made a super regional. But you know, back to the regional junior year, it was just it was unbelievable. Uh, game two of the regional, I'm like, all right, great rain delay. How surprised were you with that that he came back out? The parish came back out. My dad came up to me during the rain delay, and uh, he he said, "Look, man, if Parrish goes back out, you're all gonna win it. Yeah. If they bring in someone else, you're gonna be at your cousin's cousin's wedding next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people give you enough grief for that. By the way, you agreed to be in that wedding. You you didn't think I you were gonna the, be there. Well, no, you know, I okay. I was that was Gridley that took all the heat for the, Gridley the took wedding. All that heat and I, I, Gridley missed the Bama game and we won. They so, won, yeah. So Gridley was off the hook for sure. And I, and I was with Gridley this past weekend in Auburn. I, it was great seeing him. He's a great dude. And he had a big year, uh, 2017, to help us out yeah, too. Big huge. year, huge year. Um, <laughs> so Parrish goes back out, man. We we won. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was that was the birth of Big Hit Mac. It was. It was the birth yeah. of Big Hit Mac and. And uh, and we just ran the table. We yeah. ran the table, the regional, and you found our way to Vanderbilt. Something else happened in that regional that you might know the answer to because I sure don't. I know Joel doesn't either. What happened to Cole Gordon? Cole Gordon tur- went from a pitcher who he was struggling at the end of the 2018 season, and then he became an unstoppable machine who people could not hit. What did he do? Do well, you know? Well, you did know, he change something? You look at his curveball, his 12 6 curveball. Yeah, it's great. It's. it's I mean, if you throw that, it's did tough he, to did hit. he just develop a new trust in it or something? I mean, he was a hitter for you know yeah. two years, so I mean, he just get, he locked in on pitching and and it, and it was the right call, and man, he ran away with it. I mean, baseball's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just I, remember I, tweeting over and over again, like this has to he, this has to stop somewhere with him. He, he has it has to stop, and here we are. It's you know he's gone. He's in he's in minor league baseball. It never stopped. It yeah, still happened. Yeah, he man, he. he, he it was one of the biggest things for us as a team, yeah. just because how how vital that was for our bullpen and team. Because you know he he was such a great guy, great locker room guy. Really thankful I'm still in the same organization as he is with yeah. the Mets. Um, but man, it it was really really cool to see, and uh, he ran with it. Um, all he put a lot of hard work into it. And you, you say what happened? I, I'd say is that you know Cole Cole locked in on pitching, and he and he worked his tail off, and, and yeah. he. And it's unbelievable how like these small changes people make. You know, we you hear about these hitters in the MLB. Like, uh, well, what was your biggest change? It was like, oh, this tiny change. You know, I, I, I tweaked yeah. something in my swing and ran with it. Pitching same way. Hey, I found a. We talked to uh, ran, ran away. Mariano Rivera. If he doesn't find out a cutter, he's not. Yeah. We talked to Westberg a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, yeah. and evidently that happened for him this summer. That there was some little thing that a coach pointed out to him, and it completely changed him. And it's it's crazy how that works. Yeah, baseball's yeah, weird with man. baseball. Yeah, it's really really hard. Right. <laughs> We're gonna let you talk forever. I want to get your thoughts on uh, three non MSU kind of issues. They, they'll they'll affect MSU eventually. You had a, a a passionate comment at the College World Series about the assistant coach legislation, which ended up failing. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's gonna be back on the on the schedule now, and you're going. I think the the public pressure is gonna be great enough that they're gonna see this. Why is it that? Well, why is that so important? Aside from the fact that you got a guy working for free, basically, what, what, what? Why do they need that extra coach? What makes it important to you? 
Man, it, well, well, it failed a couple weeks before before Omaha. Right. And, you know, th this was my last chance to actually say something on a platform for, right. the, you know, as I'm in, with the NCAA. And college baseball has always kind of, you know, gotten the short end of the stick in, in a lot of different ways. We have... We have all these coaches that, that you know that put so much time into college baseball that aren't even like on a salary. Like uh, it, it's just it's it's comical how how unfairly it's college baseball is treated. Mm -hmm. Eleven point seven scholarships for a thirty five man roster. And that's that's the show. next question that there's this legislation possibly happening to allow players like you who were seniors mm -hmm. to not count against the 11.7. And I think that's a great step in the right direction. I, I, I haven't really read into that yet, but I think that that is really smart. You know, uh, this past year, so my senior year, there was only 13% of the SEC teams of seniors. Mm -hmm. uh, so the SEC rosters, if you add them all together, 13% of them were seniors. Right. That's that's way too low. There's a there's an old saying or like a thought process in college baseball that if you have a lot of seniors, they're probably not very good because they should they've had so many opportunities to be drafted and they haven't gone yet. And I was a draft eligible sophomore, right? I, I could have been. I, I right. was drafted. So if you have times, one senior, yeah, maybe you know a situation like yours, sure. But if you've got like six seniors in your starting lineup, people wonder like, what's wrong with those guys? Yeah, it's it's you get penalized. By being a senior in college baseball, yeah. If you're a senior, the the highest paid senior this year in the draft was my my roommate in Brooklyn, Antoine Duplantis, yeah, dear friend of mine, yeah. And he got paid like eighty six thousand, yeah. That was his signing bonus, yeah. I think I was the next highest senior at twenty thousand. Are you kidding me? You know, like I'm not like I'm not complaining. I'm thankful for the opportunity, but it's just it's just the way college baseball is, right? Because where are you going to go? You're a yeah. senior. Hey, you're a senior. We drafted you. Here's what we're going to give you. Yeah. Say no, and you're not playing baseball. Right. It's terrible, man. Like that's it's not fair, but it's the way it is. And but but the biggest, my biggest issue with college baseball is the 11.7 scholarships. Yeah. Because you have schools that that can find a loophole to get more scholarships. What? That's happening. <laughs> and, I'm not going to whistle or anything. <clears throat> Nice, but <laughs> but eleven point seven scholarships is it, it's just not enough. It's not, yeah. and you know you, you get these guys. I remember a guy for LSU a couple uh, a while back. Uh, Cats, you remember Mason Cats? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Kendall think, Graveman I, buzzed his dome. That's what that's I remember. Right. Mason I Cats. Think, for. I think Cats was a senior. Someone on on that era of LSU was a senior sign, and and he. And he and he took away his scholarship to, to give it to someone else on the team to help win. And, yeah. and you see seniors do that, but that shouldn't be the case. It, right. It should be. That was a rumor about you that you were you were not on scholarship this last year. I was not on scholarship my junior and senior year, and it, and it was agreed upon. You know? Yeah. We we but it was allowed to have that money go elsewhere. Yes, and yes. So my first two years I was on scholarship. The second two, and we thought junior would be the last year. So yeah. We agreed to that. Um. We 100% agreed to that. We know it would help the team. Yeah. And, and senior year, you know, I just came back and it was, all right, we'll stay And that's home. not a decision that everybody can make, you know. You No, no, no one's know. at fault. It's just the way college baseball yeah. is. And I, and I think that that's unfair. I you agree. Know? No, I don't, I don't disagree. The, the, 
you know, you get guys that as soon as they get the pro ball, the first thing you have to do is pay off student loans. Yeah. And that's that's not the way it is. You know, it's, it's not the way it should be. Well, and, speaking of putting some money in, in a college athlete's pocket, this is the other hot topic of the day is this allowing athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Yeah, I, I tweeted something about that. Um, and it's a, it's a difficult topic because yeah. y- you look at it and it's like, okay – why are we paying you? How much are we gonna? Uh, right. How much can you get paid? If you're gonna get paid, and why can't he get paid? Right. So it's just it's a well, it becomes almost sort of like a professional thing where you know Pete Alonso is gonna have more endorsement opportunities than you are right yes. now in your yes. career. And and think about it like here, I imagine every business in town would have loved to have had Jake Mangum as a sponsor last season. You know Jake Mangum for what you know whatever business you want to you want to put your name to, but that wouldn't have been the case for. Uh, somebody on the soccer team. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, just or, or even you or know, somebody on the bench in baseball, like Mia Davidson, who's yeah. a great softball player, but just doesn't have the, the the brand name that you had at Mississippi State. Okay, well, here's here's my look into it. Okay, college baseball's needs to change list, in my opinion. First and foremost is the scholarships, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Number two is the third paid assistant coach. It needs to happen, and I think that you'll see that before the scholarship change. That looks like it's on the way. Yeah, th- that looks like it's on the way. And then, and then it goes to a more NCAA based question: mm-hmm. Do we pay players, right, or do we let them? Yeah, I don't. Pay I don't think you let likeness. the university paying players is ever going to happen. And it shouldn't. Yeah, I, I agree. I, think, I, I think agree with if, that. If you're on the side of the argument to where a college player should get paid have a salary a salary no because at that point you're an employee you're not a student athlete yeah i mean football you can gets, unionize there, there's too many there's too much problem college college football gets 85 full rides yeah uh baseball gets 11.7 yeah. I, I, you know so you know I, I i feel like scholarships are is is your incentive to come play college college sports and, yeah and that's why i want to see the 11.7 change yeah that's ridiculous and the name and likeness to, to get paid for endorsements and stuff, mm-hmm. in my opinion, needs to happen yeah. at, without a doubt. Yeah. If if a if a if a person has earned the capability to be paid by a sponsor, he's earned that. If you're gonna not allow Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. if that's another guy could have made a ton, it could have made a ton here, sorry, yeah. and. If he, which he did, he earned the right to be paid for a sponsor because he could have had those deals. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Your football is way yeah. more than college not a lot baseball. of ba- not a lot of baseball guys. Not a lot. Not you, a lot. Duplantis could have made money at LSU Dupl- for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. A, ha- a handful of college guys, yeah. and and I'm not even going to fight to say. What I'm trying to say is, if a college athlete has played his way and earned his way into making money if someone wants to give him money to endorse yeah. something who's to say he can't do yeah. that if if i and especially if you go back to if you're going to pay college athletes salaries which i don't think that should happen i think that you should if you earn the right yeah. to have an endorsement you should be able to do that yeah and and that's my take on it you know if Could, if, if would this be a good cuz people worry about recruiting could it be Hey, you can't have this deal until you're a sophomore. Can't freshmen aren't eligible for this deal because otherwise he turns into this five star kid. I'm going to give him a deal, 
I think that could be a, a quick workaround. I don't know. It's, it's something you, you got to do a lot of work. Yeah, I, of I haven't even t- thought of it like that. But, yeah, there's there's ways to get there. There's ways to get there. And, yeah. I, and you're right. I think the best way to do it an upperclassman. As soon as, yeah. you, as soon as you hit your junior year. You're, you're eligible for these kind of things. Why not? Well, so. bottom line is nobody wanted to endorse Joel Coleman when I was coming up through the sports communication and sports administration no. program at Mississippi State. But if they had wanted to, yeah. I could have done it with no right. issue. Anybody so else can could, do it. Why can't an athlete Why can do someone it? that is an athlete yeah. not? It, it just And, of course, the best no part sense. of this, the return of NCAA football to PS4 and Xbox 360. <laughs> Dude, it's... Because Xbox One now, right? Oh, I could go on for days about it, but... Yeah. You know, I and did you know Chad Bumpus when he was here? You know who I'm I talking didn't about? Know him, but yeah, I, I, yeah. So I, I didn't know him personally. When I, that I knew him. When that lawsuit happened, I texted him. I was like, "Are you going to get any money out of this?" He didn't know about it, and he so he looked into it. And I won't tell you the the amount he got, but he got a pretty sizable check. And you know, he was on there for for four years, and he wasn't a star or anything. I can only imagine what guys like, you know, superstars like Tebow. He had to have gotten a huge portion of that. I mean, but, I don't. I, I wish know. they'd just bring back NCAA baseball. Yeah. One year of the greatest baseball game ever played. Yeah, that was the guy from Texas on the cover. Yeah, oh, yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. That was there, there were two, there was two years of it. Was there was years? a Texas guy, and then there was a uh, was it Long Beach State or somebody? There was another. Oh. There was yeah, another probably. year of it. You could have been on the cover of that if you think about it. Crazy. Yeah. One last question for me, and then we've got some, we're going to get into our our, our mailbag here. You ever think about your legacy at Mississippi State? Does it ever occur to you like this? is or not even in Mississippi State in college baseball. If I, if I said, "Hey, who are the ten greatest college baseball players ever?" People are going to put you on that list. What do you mean by think about it? Do you ever? Does it ever just? Do you ever just go, "Damn, I had a great career." <laughs> <laughs> does that ever occur? I mean, because that's some of those things. Like in the moment, it doesn't. But now that you're, you've stepped away, do you ever just think, like, "Man, I really had a great career at Mississippi State." Okay, uh, the best way to answer that question is. In the moment, I never did. Yeah, you know. And and the crazy part is, after my senior year, once it was all over, three days later, I had a wood bat in my hand in yeah. Brooklyn, New York. So I didn't even really have time to reflect on it. Right. But I mean, it crosses my yeah, sure, sure, it crosses my mind. But it's it's not something you can really dive into because I, I I'm not. Yeah, it it's was, not narcissistic either. It, it's just it know. was the best four years of my life right. and. The only way I can top some of those moments is if I, I don't even I, if I make an MLB, MLB playoff race yeah. and and make it to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, my MLB debut would definitely be you know top you know, top three. But man, some of those moments in college like that'll be with me forever. Yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, the biggest thing I miss already is just that locker room like brotherhood. It, it was so much fun in there. Because the group of guys we had these past four years for Mississippi State baseball were the only group of guys that could have handled a four-year, four-head coach, just roller coaster yeah. ride. And I, I think that we were all here for a reason. We were all here for a reason, you know. And uh, it, it's just crazy how things turned out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I still can't even wrap my head around the career I had. If you'd have told me that before I got to Mississippi State, yeah. Because I wasn't really a high recruit coming in, it, I, w- I would have laughed, you know, like it was crazy. Uh, but you know, I look back at it, I'm thankful for it, and I hope I, like I said, you know, like I said after Omaha, if you lay down the jersey better than you picked it up, 
you know, you, you know, you did something right. And, yeah. uh, I, I like to think I did. Well, I look forward to, uh, you know, 2040, February of 2040, whenever they unveil the, uh, the mayor, Jake Mangum statue out front of duty. Noble. Well, we already know Clark what the statue is going to be. And, uh, we know what it's going to be. It's going to be the catch you made against Stanford. That's, that's your statue. Oh gosh, man. You know, that cat, that was the only ball in my life I've ever robbed. Yeah. That was that was going out. And it was going way out, and, and, and you went over and got it all year. Lamonis uh, told me, "Are you ever going to rob a ball?" And I was like, "You know what, Coach? I've never done it. I'm waiting for it. It's one thing I've never done. Like you I, picked I, a I good moment. It. I want to do it. You picked a good moment. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, Ethan Small was pitching. Either that or that crazy face he made when they beat Vanderbilt. Then this turned into a GIF. Though you're just like, ah, that oh, that would be gosh. a good that'd be a good statue. Well, I mean, it was just the joy of victory. Everyone knows I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. You know, I you know I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and you know, sure enough, you know, we finally made it to Omaha after three years. Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I freaked out a little bit. Yeah, you know, that, that's <laughs> all right. And it, I'm sure a lot of people did too. Joel would have freaked out, just, but he was freezing to death in the Vanderbilt press box. It was so cold. It wasn't cold. Right. I tell you what, that roller coaster series—I I think that's one of the best series. Oh, it's fantastic. Maybe the best super yeah. regional ever. You can make an argue that. <clears throat> When Vandy, was, when Vandy came back in the bottom of the ninth, I didn't think you guys had a prayer. I thought that was like, there's no way that this momentum. But sure enough, why, why did I ever count you, you guys get. out? That's yeah. what you get there. All right. Don't ever count the dogs out there. I know. You, so, told me, you actually told me that in that 17 season when y'all were struggling. Uh, I had to do an interview with you or something for Super Bowl weekend. But if you remember, you called me on the phone. And I was like, basically, I was saying, you know, what's wrong kind of thing. And you were like, oh, just wait. We'll be fine. Yeah, and he knew. You were. If there's anything I've learned. Don't ever count out the dogs, man. <laughs> right. So we got some questions here. Now I'm not gonna normally we, when Joel and I do this, it's a lot of football and with what you know, the loss that happened, as you can guess, there's I probably was, I was there. There's probably some negativity. I, I went to Auburn. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go around all that stuff. We'll stick to the baseball stuff and we got some some non sports questions, including our first question. I'll dive into football if you want me well, to. Well, I, I, the ones that I don't th- I'm not gonna make you go up here and like, yeah, more it sucks. I'm not gonna make you do that. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay away from that, but we'll figure it out. But our first question is a non-sports question. I'm, I can't wait to hear your answer. It comes from Alexandra Watson. Her nine-year-old daughter says that she has an eighth-grade neighbor with a mustache, and it looks ridiculous. So she wants to know how old were each of us when we grew our first mustache? Now, for me, you know, being Middle Eastern, it was I think I was three. <laughs> I may have, I may have been very very young. No, I was probably like thirteen. By by thirteen. I had some 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 peach fuzz going there. So, you are a baby face kind of guy. Yeah, what, I, I can't. I can't. Can you get anything? I can't I, you with the beard. beard. You with the playoff beard would be really funny to look at. I think. I, I kind of have one senior year. That, <laughs> so, Never mind. So, so the fact <laughs> I'm gonna that, go find the picture. The fact that that we don't remember it. Don't remember. <laughs> and I mean, I've got a camera hair. two feet from, or a foot from your face in some of those videos. <laughs> Man, you know how big the cameras are now. There was yeah. a camera in my face, and like. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, definitely grew some facial hair out <laughs> after the Miami game when I broke out of my slump in the regional. I finally found some hits, and uh, I was like, you know what? You know, let's, 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 let the, let's let the facial hair eat. My mustache, I can't grow a mustache. No. Oh, my God. Joel, you've got, you've got some beard. Well, well, I don't know how great it is. Yeah, Joel's still trying on the first one. I've, I've still got my peach fuzz going, Joel, 34. Joel is, still has the mustache. He started growing at 12. That's right. never, he's never right. shaved. I can grow a mean neck beard, though. Yeah, my neared is good. <laughs> is it Schrader esque? It is. Oh, I can't beat Schrader's neared. That thing is, that is thing incredible. Is, it's iconic incredible. now. It, it is. Yeah, you know, speaking of Schrader, and, and you brought up Moorhead, I, I'll say this for everyone that's jumping on, you know, the 
that's upset with how the season's going. You know how hard it is to win with a true freshman quarterback? It can't be easy. And however many suspensions we have right yeah. now? Yeah. So everybody needs to take a deep breath. He, and, and we'll he be might right. be we'll the be biggest right. true freshman on this campus since you were a true freshman in terms of popularity. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, has there been a true freshman? Malik Newman? I don't think so. <laughs> when he originally Quindary came. Weatherspoon might be the better answer there, yeah. yeah. All right, you said you want to talk a couple of uh, football questions. Here's one uh, from Justin Strawn. We've mentioned the suspensions. If, if Coach Mangum over there, would you have just suspended everybody for the first eight games, or, or is the picking and choosing thing? How, how Is that the way it should work? I, 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 I would have gone with the picking and choosing thing. Okay. You would have found absolutely. the games that you think yeah. they make a difference. Yeah, I mean, do, do, do you want – I agree with you. Do you want your full starters out there against Bama, or do you want your full starters out there against uh, Midwest Tech? Yeah. I bet you they don't yeah, play against Bama. Whatever, you know, so I'm, you know, whatever small college you yeah. want to think of. You're, you're with us on this, right? I am. I am. The, the only thing about it is, and we had, we've had this discussion on, on social media and message boards and questions, is does it signal to the team a little bit whenever you don't send Lee Autry and Willie Gay right. and, and those guys to Auburn? Does it signal to the team a little bit, hey, we're kind of – I don't think we can win this even with yeah, them. I don't so let's like they're don't packing use it in, here. but yeah. I don't, so that's the, my only iffiness with it is does it feel like inside that locker room that you're kind of punting the game a little bit? I, I, and maybe it doesn't. You got a thought on that? Uh, no, ab- absolutely not. I mean, if if I'm a player, well, I'm just going to look at it from, from my point of view. Yeah. Uh, if I'm a player and anyone in the locker room thinks that we're throwing the towel in, I, uh, I'm gonna get in your face. Yeah. Okay. Like I, 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 I couldn't. I wouldn't handle that well. If, if you think for a second we're throwing the towel in, I don't care if we run out there with with eight year old kids. Like we're, we're here to win. We're here to win. Okay. And, and I, and I was, I was at the game. You know, it, it was a very tough environment to win in. I mean, credit Auburn that they played well. Um, we didn't play our best, obviously, but you know, it, that's a tough environment to yeah, play in. No, I, agree. I mean, yeah. for everyone that's just. Just blasting on Twitter right now. You go play in front of that crowd. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, All right. And a lot of and, and I know Schrader's the guy that gets a lot of the headlines, but some of the, that that defense and things. I mean, it's not exactly the most experienced guys either. You know, and you get oh, some of those guys out there in that environment. It, it, it makes true. sense. Okay. And, and you look in the first twenty-one points Auburn scored. Two of those touchdowns came whenever they started on they, on that short field. Yeah, they had short field advantage yeah. and. Yeah. You know, I don't care how old your guys are on defense. Yeah, you know, that, that's tough to stop them right there. So, you know, it, it just didn't go our way. Let's take a deep breath and let's regroup for, for Tennessee. You might have an opinion on this next question from Brian, who wants to know, how does MSU replace a legend and leader like Jake Mangum? Who will be that guy next year that vocally lays it on the line? Who, who's the, who's the, who, who, who steps into your shoes? Not, not, not in terms of production, but in terms of leadership. Man, it's Mississippi State baseball, man. We, we, don't, we don't rebuild. We reload. Um, Whenever I got here, how are we going to replace Frazier? How are we going to replace yeah. Renfro, who are two big leaguers? Yeah. You know, I'm a minor league baseball player. You know, <laughs> so, so I mean, man, it's Mississippi State. You know, how are we going to place replace Clark and Paul Mero? How are we going to replace? Yeah, yeah. If you're a Mississippi State fan, you're going to have to deal with how we're going to replace people. You know, it's what you got to do. Yeah. And um, the locker room is filled with leaders. Yeah. Jordan Westberg is just a natural born leader you know um i had things i had to work on through my years of like how to you know be a better leader how to things i lacked other leaders helped me things other people lacked i helped them i helped them with 
Westy taught me things. I taught him things. So it, you know, I think he's going to be an A plus leader. Tanner Allen, Foskey, Hatcher, Rowdy, those core guys right there are going to be really big for state. Yeah, I agree. This year, and I and, and it's and I'm excited because it's their turn. You know. Yeah. After my uh, first, you know, one or two years, it was like, all right, it's it's our it's our turn. It's our turn to lead. Well, now it's their turn. You know, and this group of guys. They've they're two for two on Omaha trips, so let's not forget about that. You, you now have a core group of junior leaders that have that are two for two on Omaha trips. Believe in them, man. Get behind them. And I think this past year with the new stadium hosting a regional and super regional, we saw what our stadium can do. We saw what our stadium can do when it's packed out. Mm-hmm. If you think for a second that the crowd didn't help us win those regionals and super regional games. Which we went five and zero in, by the way. You're sadly mistaken. Yeah. So I think our fan base needs to rally around this group and buy in. You know, show up, be loud because it helps. We saw that in the biggest, most crowded games, we dominated really good baseball teams. Yeah. And next year, I, I we're just we're, we're, we're we just. I wouldn't even say we're rebuilding. You know, we're just filling some spots that are missing. You yeah. know, Rowdy Jordan's going to be a terrific center fielder. It's yeah. his turn. Whenever Robson left, it was my turn. Now it's his turn. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun to watch. And um, man, you know, there you go. let's let's keep so, going. So there's, was, that's the leadership question. He was running through that list of guys. By the way, yeah. our question a while ago about true freshmen. We forgot JT again. He was a pretty good freshman. He was a good good freshman. <laughs> I wouldn't say he had the imagination of of the fan base though as much. It, so. It's it's difficult for a pitcher. Though. Yeah, because yeah. you see him once, you, you know, once a week. You play four games a week, four to five games a week, and you pitch. Six innings. Six, six innings, innings. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, you That's know. It's, it's, a, it's a different beast, but JT Gens, he's definitely up there, though. Right. Definitely up there. So that was the leadership question. Now the production question from Brandon Wolford. Okay. Who is our ace hitter now that Jake is gone? Who's going who's gonna to lead this team in batting average next year? Make a prediction. Who leads the team in batting average? Difficult question because I'm friends with all of them. So yeah. this is, if they hear this, they're going to kill me. <laughs> Put him on the spot. I'm, I'm going to make him do it. Okay, well, I'll start with this. The home run race, I want to say Westberg and Foscue are just going to battle, battle it out for the home run leader. Okay. I can definitely see that. Sorry, T.A. I love you, though. Um, <laughs> That's another guy who went I through think a Tanner small Allen and snapped the team. out of it. I think Tanner Allen uh, leads the team in batting average. That would have been my pick. That would have been my pick, too. So you're, you're, not, you're not off. And I think Rowdy Jordan leads the team in OBP. Okay. Okay. Just include all, everybody. Don't that way you don't make well, anybody I mean, mad. That that core group. I mean, that's yeah. that's, who that, you that, expect, that's the guys. That's the guys you expect to, to play Absolutely. and do like that. Yeah, I think Hatcher has a really big year too. I think Hatcher's. Uh, you know, he had his emergence last year was big. It was. It was. And Hatcher Hatcher was a guy uh, freshman year that that I. I saw really early how how great of a player he could be, and I, I think he's going to have a really really big year this year. I, I think Hatcher. Hatcher's almost waited his turn. I, I think he has a big year this year. I really okay. do. And I, I think those core group of guys are going to be guys that we rely on. And then at the catcher position, you know, we have a lot of guys battling out. And, a lot of um, young talent there. A yeah. lot of talent, man. Yeah. And look, there's so much talent on this team. It, it's it's going to be really fun to watch these guys. You know, it, it's it's their it's it's their turn. It's their up the the upper class on the team now. It's their turn to lead, and I and I, and I know they can do it. All right, Preston Coates wants us to ask. Regardless of sports, we're only going to pick one. Who's your favorite Bulldog team of all time? So I, I'm going to go out on a limb with you, Jake, and say you're going to pick one that you played on. Oh, 
man, every year was so different. Yeah. You know, if you include the the halfway done stadium junior year, I mm-hmm. played in three different stadiums. Yeah. You know, I had three different locker rooms, four different head coaches, mm-hmm. a billion different assistant coaches. Yeah. We had 16 guys come in as a freshman. Five were left my senior year. Four pitchers, and I was the only position player. Just the change we went through, it's it's so hard to compare anyone. And earlier you asked, uh, what did I take away from each of my four head coaches? Mm-hmm. They were all so different. Yeah. And then and that's a and, and one day whenever I do get into coaching, which is hopefully years and years and years down the road, mm-hmm. I'm going to be thankful for all four of them. Yeah. All four of them for teaching me something different. I, you know, I, I had a great baseball. All right, but back to the question. Um, I'm not going to answer what the team I played for. Okay. They were all so different. I loved each and every one of those years so much. But I got to say the 2013 team. Yeah. You know, uh, first ever national championship game, you know, State's been a part of, which is ridiculous to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that team, you know, because okay. you saw what it meant to play at Mississippi State on, in that team. You saw that team kind of just have that brotherhood, you know. And I'll know, I'll tell you one of my favorite baseball moments at Mississippi State that I wasn't a part of. Wes Ray, when he picked that ball, Jonathan Holder bounced yeah. to him, <laughs> and what he said to Jonathan Holder, which we can't repeat on the air. I cannot repeat on the air, but. <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about, if, yeah. if when he said that, I got goosebumps, man. I was like, you Wes know, Wes used one of his words in that moment. He did. It, but it, w- the gist of what he said was, he was like, "Hey, man, I got you. Yeah, I, I got you." Right. And when he said that, I had goosebumps, man. Yeah. Like it was like a. And you're committed to state at that point, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And at that point, I was like, dude, that's that brotherhood, man. Like that's that that that's what baseball is about. It's that. It's an individualized sport, team concept. Yeah. But you're like that. That moment it was like, dude, that's Mississippi State baseball, and, and I think that's why Wes Ray was so loved by Mississippi State, was because he he kind of had that identity of like, you know, this is what this is how we do things here, and, and then that's why I love that 2013 team, man. Okay. It was a brotherhood. Joel, personally, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this two ways. Personally, he hit it, the 2013 team, okay. because to me, one of my favorite MSU moments ever. Um, of course, this is where I was on the beat. Was it was actually after State lost to UCLA in that championship series mm-hmm. in thirteen, and of course the fireworks going off, national champs UCLA, whatever. But that stadium, TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha, just gets overflown with the maroon white chant, yeah. even in defeat. Yeah. After getting so close to the school's first ever national championship, that was one of only two teams. The other being the '91 Braves when I was six years old to have brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. And I had tears in my eyes sitting there in the stands after a loss in Omaha with just a maroon white. And, of course, Wes and, and, and you know, Frazier and all those guys on the field that uh, just tears in their eyes, too, and, and things. It was, so that's your, it was just that's a touching your personal moment. team? Professionally, and I don't say this because you're sitting here, Jake, your bunch this past season. They were me, fun to cover. It was. And, and, and every one of you – it is – you and, and Elijah and Cole, um, aside from just every day coming to the ballpark watching you guys play, which was a lot of fun, off the field, you guys got it. 
I mean, you're sitting here today, and it's one of the coolest, you know, podcasts we've ever done, just because you're willing to come up it's, here it's and, and shoot the crap with us. And and I mean, even in the lot, I don't know. I just I felt like you mentioned earlier you had a four for forty four something. I mean, I don't know what we tweeted and what we said about yeah. any of that, but you know, you guys didn't get puffed up and think, oh, those boys are up there. You know, media guys hate us, kind of deal. Professionally. It was just always a pleasure to cover you guys because you always seemed to get it, like every piece of and, it. And, and nobody and, ever and it turned was, us down. There was never a moment where we're like, "Hey, Jake's not coming." All right, well, all right. You you you, you want to dive into the media part of, of yeah, sure. of what y'all do. I think I mean, y'all are the reason like, y'all are a huge reason why people follow Mississippi State to the extent that they do in baseball. We go to Florida, the number one team in the country. Uh, D one baseball just came out and said that Florida is the number one program. Yeah. Number one program, number one team every year, number one recruiting classes, all yeah. this stuff. And you go to their game my freshman year, 2016, Saturday game on the road. They broke the single game record for attendance, and it was like like 5,000 or something. The, the stadium wasn't even close to packed. Yeah. <laughs> and you come to Mississippi State, man, people buy into our program, and it's it's the reason why we we are who we are. Yeah. And without you guys, without everyone up in the media box, like it, it, it wouldn't be a thing. And um, I'm so cutting, I'm cutting all this out. We're making a promo. <laughs> well, I mean, if if hey I, Bill, listen to this. <laughs> well, the, the, the way I look at it is, if if I go ten for ten, and y'all are going to tweet about that or write about that, why can't y'all do it? If I'm four for forty four my senior yeah. year, you know. So yeah, my slump was really bad. My senior year it was four for forty four. I was. Average was above 400 and quickly <laughs> fell, quickly fell down to 350. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> God, and, uh, yeah, dude, why would I get upset if y'all talked about that? It's, yeah. it's what's happening, so who cares? For me, to answer the question about the favorite team of all time, I'm, I'm going to get away from baseball. Uh, my favorite team of all time is the 1996 Final Four team. Uh, I, was a, I was born that year. Yeah. First off, Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's not talk about the yeah. difference in age. It's crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was a student. I was a sophomore okay. here at State. Oh, and, if you're uh, a student, your team goes to Final Four. Yeah, that's, that's tough I, I to went, beat. I went to the Elite Eight game against Cincinnati, yeah. and then my student ID went to the Final Four game. I did not go. Oh, that's uh, nice. But I got called to the Dean of Students for that one. Oh, And no. uh, <laughs> a friend of mine took it. it. It's not like it got stolen or something. Uh, but he sold, my friend sold his. We were, we were at in Lexington at Rupp. This guy's like, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks for your student ID. And he said, sure. And we went from there. But that's my team. I'll yeah, go and, and, I, and I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful for my years at state because of how how much our athletic programs have grown. And, yeah, and credit. Uh, you know, Coach Cohen's an unbelievable job as AD. You still call him Coach Cohen? Oh, even though he's this, oh, he's eighty ab- now. Absolutely, there'll never be a John. Absolutely, and okay. I, I, it's, it's going to be Coach Cohen for the rest of my life. And even the, if he tells me to change, I'm going to be like, the no, first time I interviewed no, no, him, you were my first college head coach, and you know, the first time I interviewed coach. him after he got that job, I called him Coach in the first question and i was like okay i gotta clean that up and now he's john but it took me it took some doing for sure for me i can't imagine with you i still call him coach cohen but i don't he's never said anything you know it's like yeah well, i mean you know, you know. and coach cohen's like you know as friendly as he is he's an intimidating guy you know he, you he, think he is yeah. is that a, is that real and, and if i call him coach and one day he hits me with it it's john i'm yeah. a bit oh okay yes Okay. Okay, John. Yeah, like, sure. Do you what, ever do you ever have like that? Do you ever have like those veins directed at you? You know, we've seen so many of those pictures of Cohen just going crazy at umpires and things. How many times did you have to stare face the, the to face? The look on your face means look. there's one at least. You know the kind of like famous like GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, GIF <laughs> yeah. or GIF, of him throwing the clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you? What'd you do? 
<laughs> at the SEC tournament my freshman year when that ball dropped shallow right field against LSU. I came running in from right – all right. So the top half – this is freshman year, 2016, SEC tournament. This is the, this is the maddest Behind he ever the got here. mad at me. This is the maddest he ever got mad at me the one year he coached me. You know, and I was a true freshman. So I, I'll take – I was – this was the one time he was, like, infuriated at me. <laughs> Top half of the inning, LSU's in the field. Me and Duplantis are right fielders that game. Antoine Duplantis for LSU, dear friend of mine, a pro ball roommate. The ball's shallow right field behind the first baseman and does the same thing. We're both left-handed. So we come running in, and it falls to our right, and it uh, drops. It drops. So And I'm in the dugout. Was like, he was like, oh, yeah, well, something good happened. So I run out there, bottom half. Same exact ball, same exact thing. I let it drop. And that's where the gif of him throwing the clipboard. Like. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I and, can't wait to. And uh, and and I come running in, and he was like, it just happened. Like it, <laughs> He was like, you got to pay attention to the game. And his veins were just popping out of his neck, man. So, I, I, But I loved playing for Coach Cohen because he was just this – he reminded me of my dad a lot, you know, and it, it was just a very simple, I'm not going to ask much out of you, mm-hmm. but give me that and we will we will have a great relationship. And and, and I, I love him for it, you know. He, it was very plain and simple with Coach Cohen, very black and white, you know, great dude, great coach, and uh, I think he's a fantastic AD. I have this thing I do with Cohen when he was coaching. I call it, you're my guy. And what it is, anytime he would call time and go talk to the batter, I would lean over to another writer, and I would just come up with the most foul, profane thing I could think of and, and be like, that's what he's telling him right now. But he would always end it with, all right, you're my guy. <laughs> Coach Cohen Coach Cohen was awesome, man. Yeah. And, uh, and that uh, clipboard toss gift. That's all, I did not know that was will you. Will forever that's be me at the SEC tournament. I can't wait oh, to start gosh. using that more often. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna make you think about a bad memory here. But Graham Yateman wants to know: you can replace any loss in MSU history with a win. Again, I feel like I know where you're going with some of these. Is it 18 or 19? I feel like it should be 18 because that would have put you in the, the the series if you had taken one of them from Oregon State, right? Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough. Uh Tough question because then again, if you beat Vandy this year, you're sitting pretty in the, yeah. the driver's seat. I'd say, I'll, 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 I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Three, okay. Uh, Vanderbilt in Omaha, mm-hmm. 2019 senior year, 2018 junior year, Oregon State just beat them once. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll credit Oregon State; they they were really good. They won a national title. Yeah, they were really, really, really good. And um, senior year, Vanderbilt was really good. And then freshman year, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. When you had the lead. Yeah. Um, You know, it was one to nothing. The first game was one to nothing. Yeah. The um, Bobby Dahlback, man. Yeah. That's a name that will never be forgotten in Starkville. It's just a name that will always stick with us, and uh, you know, great dude. You know, yeah. a, a lot. Of, I don't know him personally, but everyone that you know knows him from Brent Rooker says he's a great guy. Um, one to nothing, 
game one against Arizona, Super Regional, I struck out with uh, I got second. If I get a base hit, we tie the game. We win game one, I think. And uh, if you win game one of a Super Regional, you're, yeah. you're going on wall. Yeah. You know, 80% of the time. Right. So, yeah, I'd say those three. Okay. My, my loss is a football loss. If, if you beat Alabama in 14, in 14 yeah. you're going to play for the national title. I was there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We believe. Yeah. No, 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 no. Two years. This is two years later. The 14, we, the 14 we were, Dak senior We were 7-0. and That was 12. That was 12. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That was 12. Yeah. I was at both of those. Yeah. <laughs> Neither good. Neither good. Is that is that it for you? 14. Oh. Yeah, 14 Alabama football. Yes, that's the one, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, because that, that moves you to, at that point, you'd have been still number one in the country, 10-0, and 0, with Vandy and Ole Miss coming. That's right. Jake, I don't know. And if, all we had to do was beat Ole Miss, that yeah. Egg Bowl, and we probably would have gone. Probably still would have gotten in. Still yeah. would have gotten in. Yeah. Uh, so either one of those could possibly be a – You say you want to get into coaching. We're making an analyst here for a second. This is for Joel, but I want to get your thoughts here. I, I don't have an answer. But uh, Braves-Cardinals, who, who do you like in that series? This is from uh, from the Toffee Dog, by the way. I got I got to go with Dakota, you know. I I, I got to root for see Dakota. See his heart, he just sank in his chest you know? there. Hey, I I, kinda, I thought they, I thought he'd make it that way. Okay. I mean, and, and Hudson's pitching. He's he's game one starter, right? And I pl- I played with Austin Miles, Riley too. Miles Miles Nicholas. Nicholas. I played right. with Austin Riley for I'm a long sure. time, so I'm rooting for both those guys. Austin okay. Riley, Dakota Hudson. Hope they both do really well. You know, I was really supporting Woodruff last night. That was. Man, he he has really come on. He deserved. He that was win. like throwing ninety nine with movement. Yeah, like it was. He was throwing ninety nine mile an hour two seams, and that's not. Yeah, that's uh, baseball's hard. Yeah. It is. Do you follow soccer at all? EPL. Uh, I play FIFA. Okay, never mind. I love Zlatan. 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 Okay. Do I get to pick Bryce Corner? Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, no, no, you don't need to. We already know the answer. Hey guys, <laughs> guess what? Joel picked the Braves. Yeah. I, got, I got a soccer <laughs> question. We'll have to see that for another day. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Joel. So, Philip Owen's going to ask the question. We hinted at it a second ago. Does Vanderbilt get an unfair advantage, and will the NCAA ever do anything about it? Well, <laughs> uh, that's, it's, like, it's like a that's, little sore. It's a little I sore. mean, do they get an unfair advantage? Yes. Does anyone talk about it? No. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's like under it's the like, carpet. It's like it's like it's it's illegal to talk about it or something. I've never seen anything like it. But yes, they they do get an unfair advantage. And you know, I you know if this is an easy if, fix. If, if it if it's legal, I I'd, I guess I'd do the same thing. I mean, I'd do the same thing if I was you know. This is an easy fix though. You and Rooker just need to get some big contracts, and then you can fund. Something for state like that. Well, I, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Yeah, we'll it, figure it it's, out. It's, it's the, the rules. The same set of rules should apply to everybody. <sighs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, it should. Yeah. All right, we got another one here from the the Toffee Dog. This is a good question to give you because we don't know a whole lot. Christian McLeod, do you think he'll be in the weekend rotation this yeah. year? Okay, all right, Christian. Give, give me your McLeod. weekend rotation. He got he got really sick last year. Yeah. yeah, and it was like it was it was scary. And I'll tell you, there what, was a lot of talk that he was going to be the Sunday guy. Fall of freshman or his fall freshman year. So last year, fall of my senior year, I told a lot of people like that. Hey, this guy's this guy's first round material, and this year, our baseball team, if they pitch to their potential. We could legitimately have three first rounders pitching this weekend or on the weekends this year. I'm okay. assuming you're thinking Sarantola is the other one. I think the 2020 team will be more talented as a whole than the 2019 team. Wow! And my early the issue is I haven't seen the new guys. I haven't seen the yeah. new guys. I haven't seen the grad transfers. I haven't seen the freshmen. I haven't seen the JUCO transfers. 
But from what I know, JT Ginn, Sarantola, and McLeod have first-round stuff without question. Yeah. We saw glimpses of what Sarantola can do. We 100% know what JT Ginn can do. And Christian McLeod, those, those fall games, those were some uncomfortable at-bats as a senior, you know, who's like stepping in the box. Okay, well, let's see what this freshman's got. Now, and he blew me away. Like He, he really did. I, I was I was taken aback at his stuff. His curveball's legit. His fastball's got jump to it. Our, our rotation could be deadly this year. Yeah. It, it could be something that we've never seen. And you haven't mentioned a guy like Brandon Smith yet. I know. Brandon yeah. Smith. Is he, it, could he be sort of like the Plumlee guy, the guy who just he just goes out there and wins? I mean, but Brandon's got great stuff. Yeah. It's not going to be one of those things where he goes out there, oh, he's just winning. No, Brandon's just got legitimate stuff, okay. you know? And what Brandon does so well is that he fills the zone up with his pitches. And mm-hmm. if you do that, good things happen. Yeah. It goes back to putting the ball in play if you're a hitter. If you put the ball in play, good things happen. If you throw strikes, good things happen. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got one from W.B. Wright who wants to know. He, he, asked, he mentioned that thing you, you were talking about. State number eight program overall in D1 baseball. Too high, too low, just right. And if you, I don't know if you saw the, they 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 laid it out in terms of they did some rankings based on the last five years plus the last ten years, which got less weight. And then they talked about I think one of the big detriments to state was they talked about recruiting advantages, and that you know MSU doesn't really have those that Vanderbilt or LSU or Georgia has. But for you, I mean, if I say if I'm saying state's a top ten program, are you happy with that? I mean, I'm I'm kind of stubborn. I mean, I, I want us to be number one, yeah. you know. And uh, if you ask me who's the number one program in the country, it's Mississippi State, mm-hmm. you know. And then no other program in the country has this family atmosphere, has this fan base that buys into players that, that have a true connection with the players. And, and you saw that. The, the Super Regional with, well, with the seniors, you know, you know, with this senior class that just finished up, me and all the guys, like you saw the connection that the, we, we have with the fans. And, and, and that's not – us that's the fan base buying into what we wanted to do and it was it was it was awesome and and in my opinion we're the number one program in the country we're just missing that one thing that we relentlessly tried for well my is that about right for you i i said on the show yesterday that i thought state should have been in the top five yeah were were they considering to the fact I mean the 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 one humongous black eye on state is the no national championship right. thing. I think there was that, and I think also that they talked about stability and the state hasn't had that from a coaching standpoint the past four years. They just haven't. I mean, they've had four coaches in four years. That's something you, it was taken into account. Was all that I mean, taken into account? Yes. Is what I'm asking. That's part of the problem. So yeah, I I think I think a little I think a little too low for me. I think if if you look at what the program has been through the past you know decade. I think if you if you if you go back ten years ago and you say, "Hey, we're, we're going to be we're going to be on our fourth head coach one, yeah, we're going to be on fourth, our fourth yeah. head coach in in five years from now," and you say, "But we're going to be the number one, number eight program in the country." Everybody arguably. takes it. Yeah, you take it. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think the biggest. I don't. I don't even think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is just the no national championships, I'm which a- we're gonna get eventually. We are, but it's just. Man, and, and baseball is crazy because it's not the best team in the country doesn't always win. Yeah, yeah. In fact, usually doesn't. Win. Yeah, <laughs> my freshman year, 2016, that team deserved to be in Omaha. Yeah, that, that might have been the best team you played on. That might have been the best team. That arguably, you can make a strong argument yeah. that was the best team to ever. Yeah. take the field at Mississippi State. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just fell a little short. Make you maybe a little uncomfortable here. Same question though, but Ole Miss was 19th. Too high, too low. 
just right. Just for me, I said I said too low. I, said, I, I, I had him as a top ten. I think it, I think it's too low. Yeah. I, I think it's too low. Ole Miss is a fantastic program, and yeah. you know it. And that's credit to Mississippi, the state of Mississippi. It's yeah. just because we love our college baseball here. And yeah. and man, I thought Southern was underranked too. The Southern was thirty third. I said yeah. they're a top twenty five program. I, I think Southern's a top twenty five program yeah. without a doubt. I, so. yeah. Ole Miss too high, too low. Uh, I think too low. Too low. Yeah, I, I, mean, had, it, I, had him, I had him top ten. Yeah. I think Southern Miss is is. Top twenty-five. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say anywhere between fifteen to twenty-five. And I, I'd put, I'd put Ole Miss, you know, top, I'd, I'd put Ole Miss right around ten. Yeah, that's where, that's where I am. I saw these rankings though, man. Like the the top fifteen or top twenty was just SEC, SEC. There were, <laughs> Ole Miss was was nineteenth, and they were the eighth team in the rankings from the SEC. So eight of the top nineteen. Yeah, and 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 you think that's and dominant? With what four of the top five? Yeah. Yeah, think about softball. Yeah, same, just, same. Yeah, think about like states. What, we're ranked twenty to twenty-five. I remember in a poll like last year or something. But they were thirteenth in the SEC. And thirteenth out of thirteen yeah, teams, because Vandy, doesn't, Vandy doesn't have a softball team. You know where those scholarships are going? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get off the uh, baseball for just a second. Stephen Norris wants to know what's what's our favorite animated Disney movie and why? Do you have one? So you don't have kids yet. So I have an answer. I'm a for huge animated movie guy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like growing up, I used to love. I used to love Disney Channel. Right. My mine, I have two daughters. Is Frozen. They love Frozen. I don't like going to the Frozen rides at Disney World. You want to know why? Because they're cold in there. You go to Disney in the summer. You get to go on the Frozen ride for a minute. It's cool in there. I, mean, so. I love Disney World. But uh, favorite favorite animated Disney movie. I, I think I know where he's going to go. I'm interested to see if I'm right. I want to say The Incredibles. Okay, you did not go the way I thought. What were you thinking? Lion King. Oh, a good movie. What about you? Aladdin. Aladdin? That's right. You told it. me that. You love yeah, that man. movie. So it's my homeland. Yeah, great place. You would have made a great sultan in the live action Aladdin. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't make me Jafar. <laughs> Jafar would have been rough. Uh, it wouldn't have been good. All right. Uh, let's see here. Bo, Bo Haley wants to, to know, Rowdy Jordan, is he, the, is he taking over your leadoff spot? If, you had, if you're making the lineup? Dude, I was one of the most unorthodox leadoff hitters you've ever seen. Yeah. Because uh, I loved the first pitch, man. You know, I loved a good OO heater down the middle. Working the sure. count wasn't really your thing. Yeah, but. You know, if you want to see some pitches, I think Rowdy's going to be a lot better than I am. You yeah. know, but, you know, you, you just look at how many times you get on base hits, walks, and hit by pitches. Yeah. You know, and, um, However, you can get up, get that number up as a total. I think Rowdy's going to do it better than just about anybody. I think Rowdy's going to be a great leadoff. I think you and I agree that this is the truth too. That he's going to be the leadoff guy. Yeah, I, I, okay. I think so. And I think I think he's our center field leadoff. I, I do. KC wants to know who predict who you think makes the biggest jump from last year to this year. If you had to, if you had to pick one guy, mm. that's tough because like a guy like Foscu, uh, if he makes a jump. We're talking, was he hitting 400 with 25 home runs? I mean, how much jump can he really make? Are we talking anybody here or just in the lineup? Well, I mean, anybody, yeah. Because I, I Could Ginn make a jump and well, become like a, an Ethan Small kind I, I of I was guy? thinking maybe Sarantola because of, That's a good one, yeah. Just because, I what mean, last think? year his control was a little iffy. But what if do you he, think, Jack? I think if Sarantola makes the biggest jump, then I, I think that would be the biggest thing for us. Yeah. 
offensively, I don't know how. I mean, Foskey can definitely make a jump, but if he does, like, geez, you know, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's a scary proposition. I same, think, same with Tanner Allen. I know? think Westberg's primed to have a huge year. Um, what about a guy like Luke Hancock? I, I think Luke Hancock's. Yeah, I, 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 that was a guy who we were impressed what, with. What Luke does so well is that he doesn't chase bad pitches; he swings at strikes. And if you do that, good things happen, you yeah. know. And it's a lot easier said than done. But biggest jump, I would say, I'd say Josh. I, I think Hatcher. I, okay. I, I think that would be he would be, he would be an all SEC candidate with those kind of numbers. The from jumping from what he did to what you know, which yeah. I, I can see. All right. Yeah, I'd say as an offensive standpoint, I think because uh, I mean because you know what you have out of TA Rowdy, Westy, and Foscue. Yeah, yeah, four really good players, and, and you know, and even if they don't make a jump, that's still a good year. Yeah, they don't have to do much. Yeah, they, they just I need think, to stay where they I were. I think Hatcher's just going to be a more consistent base in the lineup. I do. Okay, you know? I, I, I believe in him. I'm excited for this. This because when I saw this tweet come through, I, I was I, the guy didn't know you were going to be here, so. Uh, Jared Bragg says, "Did you see Foskey's tweet during the wild card game that said good hitting beats good pitching?" Mangum and Ginn disagreed with him. Which side do you all fall right, on, and why? This, I, I have been looking forward to this. This one. is a classic debate. Okay, so all senior year, Foskey was just always saying good hitting beats good pitching, mm-hmm. and then Foskey, he's very serious. He <laughs> talks like that. Oh, yes, he, t- we had, we interviewed him the other day. He was so much lighter. It was crazy. I was like, this is, the, he looked like a different kid. Yeah, and but, you know, early, Fo- like, his, uh, young Foskey uh, was, he was, you know, he was really quiet. You know, like, this. <laughs> like, couldn't crack a smile. And uh, anyways, about good inning, beats good pitching. And Let's just look at the numbers. And I'm expect I expect Ginn to jump in on the side of pitching, but yeah. you jumping in is interesting. I'll call JT right now. He'd agree with me. I, I'm a hitter, so I'm pro hitting, but just just look at the numbers. Yeah. You know, like seventy percent of the time the pitcher yeah, wins. If I go three for ten off a pitcher, that's great numbers. He yeah. got me out seven times. I, I I just so just logically, if good hitting beats good pitching, a good hitter. I mean, hitting 300 is considered uh, in the MLB great. You go to the yeah. Hall of Fame. You go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that's not even considered really good. Yeah. So if you want to look at just good, two for ten. Yeah. Two point five out of ten. Yeah. Is this statement correct? Good hitting beats good pitching when good pitching makes a mistake. I mean, watching Scherzer pitch last night. Yeah. You don't hit his good pitches. Yeah. You don't hit his 86 mile an hour. It's when you leave up. something up and or you don't get the movement you're looking for. It's when he hangs a change up. It's yeah. when his fastball gets left over the middle of the plate. Good hitting beats good pitching mistakes. Yeah. You know, a guy like Scherzer, you're not going to sit 0 2 change up all three inches off the plate and slap it oppo. I've always been a believer that if a good pitcher is on and locating every pitch where he wants to locate it he's going to win he is you're screwed yeah. you are going to lose the game barring luck which baseball has a little bit of luck in it so i mean errors that's you never know thing the right right fielder might just let a shallow pop fly drop and yeah, yeah. throw a clipboard <laughs> throw a clipboard after that <laughs> the de- <laughs> the debate started because it was like all right you're 1-1 in the draft it's a fantasy draft you're a manager or a general manager what do you want to say who do you take one one? Do, do you take a true ace mm-hmm. like a your number one rotation guy, Hall of Famer, Scherzer, Kershaw, or do you take a trout, you know, yeah. like a Hall of Fame bat? Yeah. And I said pitchers because even though going back to what you said earlier, the only pitch 
six innings a week. I know. The, the I only know. thing when you go take... the, when you go the drought the draft route is, I feel like a pitcher's always just one pitch away from from something happening with the arm, so it may be safer from a draft route if you have a trout. Yeah. True, maybe, but but I don't. Uh, My side of the argument, or you know, finish what you're saying. No, I, I was okay. your turn. <laughs> <laughs> My side of the argument is just looking at playoff picture. An ace when an ace is on the mound in the MLB playoffs, it's just different. Yeah, it's like last yeah. night, Scherzer gave up three runs quick. Yeah, and it was like shocking. Like yeah. Everyone was like, "Yo, Scherzer's not pitching well." Yeah, and it's because you know he. he See, I'm, a, I'm a Giants fan, so playoff baseball and Bumgarner's out there, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, so They're going to win. My, my thing is, like, when an ace is on the mound, like, a must-win game, you you want a Kershaw on the mound. You, yeah. you want Scherzer. Or, or do you want – I don't know. That's my look. I, 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 and looking at it just from a number standpoint, good hitting meets good pitching. Well, if a pitcher's doing well – if a hitter's doing well, excuse me, then he's – Three for ten. That's right. Yeah. He failed yeah. seven times. You know, so that's the way I look at. Honestly, it. poor poor pitching statistically probably still has a better chance yeah, to, to win the battle. Foskey tweeted that because last year it was like a big debate. And, yeah, uh, and, and, and <laughs> he's I, trying and, to get y'all riled and, up. Yeah, he was definitely just trying to get us riled up. And <laughs> and you know, and, and look, there's there's sides of the both story, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 got, I got to argue with him. I want you to give me your gut reaction to this question. Okay. Don't don't think about it. Whatever the first name that pops in your head. Ready? Best pitcher you face in college. Tanner Houck. There he is. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yep. Tanner Houck, Missouri, my okay. freshman year. Good player. I thought you might say rocker. And, it, and it's not. And it's not a common. Like every time, like an MLB scout asked me this, and like scout meetings, like who was the best pitcher you faced? I'd say Tanner Houck. You know, it was like it wasn't. You know, it, everyone expects me to say Casey Mize, Puck, mm-hmm. Fiedo, um, Blaine Knight, Dakota Hudson, and inner squads. Like you, dude. It's the SEC. I could keep going. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's no yeah. shortage. Yeah, and dude, Hawk man, my freshman year, you know, I was just every ball that hit my bat found a hole. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just it was just I got hits, and that game, I don't even remember what I did against him, but I just remember taking the first pitch, and I was like, that ball moved a foot, and it was a fastball. <laughs> yeah, and it went really fast. Yeah. So it. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing like a left-handed slider. His fastball, he was right-handed. His fastball looked like a left-handed slider. Like it was like it, it looked like a frisbee coming up there at like 95. I, I don't even remember what the velo was. I just remember just like that was the most uncomfortable at bat I had. All right. We got one last question here. Missouri. From, he, and he was from Missouri. Yeah. Uh, 2016. Wes Cooper wants to know, Brad Compass splitting his time between baseball and football. If you could if we could give you another a football player or, or any or any athlete at MSU to play on the, the baseball team with you during your time, who who would you have picked? Was there anybody you knew was a good baseball player that wasn't playing baseball? Ooh, tough question. Uh, was Fitzgerald a baseball player at all? Did you know? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I think he played a little bit, but I don't think he played much. Um, Mark McLaurin always told me that he should come out and play baseball. Really? Always. Yeah. And uh, and I'm pretty close to Mark. Uh, great dude. He's yeah. from Collins, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, he's with the Giants. He's actually in New York, too. He, yeah. He's uh, New York Giants. And uh, I actually had lunch with him about a month ago in July while I was in Brooklyn. Um, 
he always said he could play baseball. Haven't seen it. Don't know if I believe him. I, I do. I, I believe him. I think he's good. But I, I'll go with Mark McLaurin. You know, he he he, he definitely hyped himself up. So I'll, I'll I'll stick with that, Mark McLaurin. All right. I'm trying to think, like, is there anybody you, you can think of? No, I I can go the other way. I mean, Wes Ray would have been a heck of an O lineman. Yeah, that's. I mean, he was recruited for football. I know. It was it, it, was he a Danny Dozen in football? If he wasn't Danny Dozen, he was close. I mean, he was yeah. he was highly yeah, recruited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's a Danny Dozen in baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to but think. I, you know, I always think like, when people talk about playing different sports. You know, when I was in in college, they always said Eric Molds was the best basketball player on campus. Even when Dampier and Daryl Wilson, those guys, they said they, yeah. he would go scrimmage with them and he would just dominate them. I believe it. And I mean, the guy's a great athlete, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's possible. The thing is, you can be a great athlete and not be able to hit a baseball. That's that's the other thing. Yeah. So. so, all right. One last question. It's going to come from you, though. You, you were talking about media and all that. Ask us a question. What do you want to know from us? <laughs> hmm. I'm going to make probably, more, probably nothing. I want to, I'm going to make him, you know, because you never know, man. Coaching doesn't pan out. I think he'd be a heck of, a, of an analyst. And then you got to be able to ask these kind of questions. Yeah. Okay. Be on the SEC network one day. What do I want to ask the media? Um, if you could ask, it doesn't have to be me or him, but if you could ask a media member something. Hmm. Tough question. I told you. See, you think, you, no. think he, you think hitting a baseball is tough? Coming up with a question is tough. I'd say <laughs> okay. If I get three out of ten questions, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> what what sport brings us the first national championship? Ah, that's it's, a good question. It, it's <laughs> it's either baseball or women's basketball. That, I'd say the same. And I'd women's basketball has been close for the past couple of years. Yeah. So is baseball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Had to throw that in. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I tell you, the, the, the fact that the team that with, with Victoria and them didn't win, I mean, it's going to take a hell of a team to win the national title because that team was they were they were ready to win. And same same with baseball though, you know, thirteenth so close in these last couple of years so close. My guess is it's one of those two teams, but my 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 heart tells me it's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be you know, somehow men's basketball is going to get a couple of five star kids or something and and do something crazy. I don't know. I mean that, that before thirteen, it was the ninety six basketball team was the closest. They were in the final four. So I think it'll come in this decade of baseball. I was going to say if you made me put money on it, I would I would say baseball, but I could see it happening with women's basketball. But yeah. I, I would say baseball. Right. Yeah, I mean this this upcoming year is the twenty twenty year. You yeah. Know? So I, it's it's a new decade, I guess, if you're looking at it like that. Yeah. I, I think the first. I think we get two national championships out of baseball this decade. I will say this. I don't know about a national title because you just don't ever know. Uh-huh. But right now, if you said, ask me my opinion, I think Joel and I will be back in Omaha this uh, this June. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't bet against that. So. That's for sure. And and the Mississippi State baseball is about to see a really good I think stretch. So. I think so. Because with the stadium, the coaching staff we have, which is unbelievable, mm-hmm. You know, it. We're about to get some real talent here, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see a lot of kids turn down money out of high school to go play college baseball mm-hmm. because of the experience, which is the best. Yeah. It, it, I think I think we're about to see a lot of good years out of baseball. What's next for you? What, what do you got going on? November first through the fifteenth, I go to Instructs in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Uh, the Mets are sending a couple or a, a, some guys down there for instructional league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got like a two week period down there. I'm on uh, until then. Just keep practicing, keep training, and uh, 
all off season I'll be in Starkville or, or Pearl with mm-hmm. uh, just kind of back and forth living um, you know working out training uh, seeing some friends traveling I've been traveling a lot do you know when spring training starts spring trainings in February I'm hoping I can make it to the I first was wondering weekend like, because there's going to be that moment where your love plays one more time and you're going to be throwing out that first pitch it's going to happen. Yeah, man. will it be this year? Is the question. I hope. I, I would okay. love to throw out the first pitch this February, but you know, uh, whenever spring training is, I'm, I'm just hoping I can make that first weekend at Duty Noble. We've talked about this, you and I, that it's going to be so weird. Bottom of the first at Duty Noble, and it's not your love playing the first song. It's going to be weird. It is, man. It, so, I mean, it's, if it's weird for us, it's got to be weird for if, you. If I'm there, see, I'm not sad about it yet. Yeah, you know, I've been out to a couple fall ball games. I'm not. It doesn't hit hit me, but yeah. if I'm at that first game, it'll be there'll yeah. be something there um, for I'm sure. Assu- I'm assuming sure. February fifteenth. If I'm at that opening game, it's gonna hit different, man. I imagine it's gonna hit different. Jake, this was a real pleasure, man. Thanks it so really much. Was. Anytime you want to join us, just knock on the door. Had a blast. I'm in town for a while, so y'all let me know. Yeah, All right, man. Joel will not be in town tomorrow. He's headed over to Atlanta for. Uh, for NLDS, he's going to game one. So we'll be there. Very enjoyable. So there will be a podcast, though. We have another special guest lined up, but we're not going to talk about that. Again, you just have to find out who it is, and we'll it'll, you know we'll take care of it from there. We we hope we uh, we hope you, our special guest today did not disappoint. I don't think tomorrow's will either. <laughs> for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! for Jake Mangum, again, the mayor, the mayor, the goat. Thank you for having me, guys. Very very appreciative, and uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. For this has been Thunder and Lightning. On Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.